are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Willing and able is the title of this devotion. Both of these graces are given by God. All of us have our struggles with our will. I sure have had mine. Oh my goodness, my goodness. How I would find scriptures. Help me. Psalm 119, Psalm 119, there's a place there. It says, Lord, help me (coughs) to want what you want. The Living Bible says, Lord, help me to want what you want so that I may see your miracles again. Oh, how I pray, would pray those scriptures. Lord, help me to want what you want. You offered yourself by the eternal spirit to the Father without blemish. And what a battle against the human will that sought that pity with self, seek to save self, seek to compromise the perfect will of the Father. How you fought that battle for me with the human nature and how the divine nature was perfected in the human nature or how the human nature was perfected in the divine nature in you so that you could now give in me your ability, your willingness Oh, Jesus, make me willing, make me willing and obedient. I so want to live in the perfect will of the Father. You know, there's this beautiful scripture that the Holy Spirit planted in my heart some, some years ago, and it, and it so it helped me. It says here in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20 and verse 21, May the God of peace who is the author and giver of peace, who brought again from among the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood that sealed and ratified the everlasting agreement, covenant, testament, strengthen, complete, perfect, and make you what you ought to be, and equip you with everything good that you may carry out his will. While he himself works in you and accomplishes that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, the Messiah, to whom be glory forever and ever to the ages of ages. Amen. So be it. Who strengthens, completes, perfects you, makes you what you ought to be, and equips you with everything good that you may carry out his perfect will. Romans 12 verse 2 is another one of those verses. Verse 1 talks about offering our whole body unto God as a reasonable, acceptable, well-pleasing, holy sacrifice. And then in verse 2 it says in Romans 12, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove, that you may be the living proof of how good, acceptable, and perfect God's will is that everybody can look at you and see the will of God. When you looked at Jesus, you saw the will of God. 
Jesus would say this. Oh, my goodness, friends, these scriptures keep rolling into my heart now by the Holy Spirit that, that I just thank God for these amazing words we have. Jesus says in verse 30 of John 5, I am able to do nothing of myself independently of my own accord, but only as I'm taught by God. And as I get his orders, even as I hear, I judge, I decide this, I'm bitten to decide. As the voice comes to me, so I give a decision and my judgment is right, just and righteous because I do not seek or consult my own will. I have no desire to do what's pleasing to myself, my own aim, my own purpose, but only the will and pleasure of the Father who sent me. My decisions are righteous because they're not mine. It's the Father. It's His will. Oh, friends, how I long for each and every one of us to have the will of the Father as our first and foremost purpose in living. Jesus said, I've not come to do my own will, but the will of Him who sent me. And anyone who wants to do His will will know what I am saying about Him is true. I think that's in chapter 7 of John. You see, friends, It is one of the great signs that you and I are truly born again. It is a sign that you have been crucified with Christ, that it's no longer I that live it. Self is no longer on the throne. Self has been buried in water baptism into Christ's death. I have now been risen with Christ from the grave of the water baptism to newness of life. I now live to do the will of my Father. I am born of His heart. And that is where that willingness is imparted into you and me. When we're reborn, we want to please our Father. We want to do His will. When I truly got born again, my inward nature began to change, especially in the area of my affections for a girlfriend. Oh, I used to just live to please myself in that way, in such a way that I don't want to even remember. I don't want to know it. That man, that old man, Robert, is dead and buried. But it was selfish, it was cruel, it was unkind. It it wasn't the love of God. It had no character and nature of His love in it. It was all deception of self-pleasing and so forth. Then when I got born again, it just began to come into me, this will of the Father. He began to impart His will for my life. And His will was for me not to just enjoy another person for my own gratification, but the opposite, rather, lay down my life for the benefit of another. And I, I began to change in my nature. And then when the Lord showed me that the girlfriend I had in that day was not his perfect will for my life. However, if I, if I felt to continue with it, he would help me and love me and bless me. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I had to break it up. Why? I didn't want just his blessings to do what I wanted. Oh, I fell on my knees 
And I cried and I said, Father, I'm not here to ask for your permission to do what I want. My life is not my own. I want to do your perfect will, Father. I want to do your perfect will. My love belongs to you. And I wept and cried and God spoke to me and he said, if you'll marry her, I'll bless you. But if you want my perfect will, and immediately I knew, okay, this is not his perfect will. I knew it by the Holy Spirit. And I'm so grateful that his will became stronger than my will there. And then I prayed and I said, Father, I ask you only for one thing. A woman after your own heart who will do all your will. And you know who that person is that fits with me in, in me doing your will. It doesn't mean that the other person wasn't good enough or anything. It has nothing to do with it. But it just God knew that combination will not allow me to do all I want to do through Robert. You see, life is like this. It's kind of like Moses placing before you the blessing and the curse. And then he says, choose. You have to choose in life. And we all choose in life, folks, whose will we serve. And I understand that that can be quite challenging for Abraham to do the will of God was for him to live by faith in the power of his Holy Spirit to bring about what God had said. But he could not bring it about by his own effort, his own strength, his own ability. He had to wait on God to work it by his spirit. And God had to wait for Abraham to be as good as dead before he fulfilled his will in his life so that there was absolutely nothing in Abraham and Sarah that gave credit to them but all the glory would go to God, that God would be the glory of their lives. And God sealed his name with the person Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Today, we serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It shows you how much God is willing for you and me to partake of his will, that we become completely identified with his will. When I met Virginia in 1982, at the end of 1982, when was that? Somewhere in 1982, I met Virginia for the first time. My first question when I met her was, what do you believe God has called you to in your life? That was my first question when I met her. When I sat down with her, that was the statement came out of my mouth. She looked at me with those lovely eyes and eyelashes and she said to do God's perfect will. That was it, folks. That was it. I knew that I knew that I knew this is the one. You see, when you're in the will of God, you receive the ability to do His will. If you want that ability, you have to choose His will over your own. There's a lot of people that don't have the ability to do the will of God because they're not in His will. They don't choose it. They constantly are in that battle of an unsurrendered life. They're constantly in the battle of, I don't know if I want to. I don't want to. 
oh folks, how many kids can have moments of developing and maturity and where mom says, go do it? No, why not? I don't want to. <laughs> then your will can be quite challenging. When my sons, when our sons Joshua, uh, who are grown up men now, Joshua and Zachary, but when they were little boys, my mother, I had her on the phone and she asked me, how's Joshua and Zachary? When we only had the two little boys. Later, we had two, two girls, Gabriella and Mariah. Gabriella's in heaven, Mariah's here with us. And, but anyway, when the boys were little, I had my mom on the phone. She says, how are the boys? How's Josh and Zach? I said, yeah, mom, they're beautiful boys. We're doing our best to raise them right. She said, raise them right is important, but that they will do the will of God will be his reward because you and Virginia love him. You see... There is a real fruitfulness that came out of the life of Abraham and Sarah, doing the will of the Father, loving the Lord, that he caused their children to want to follow in his ways. There's this incredible, beautiful scripture here in Genesis that the Lord gives this promise to Abraham. And he says to him, he says, I have known him, I've known Abraham, in order that he may command his children and his household after him that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. It's amazing how when we, by the Holy Spirit, by the love of God, embrace and receive within ourselves the will of the Heavenly Father, how he begins to enable us to do his will and how that grace begins to pass on to our children's children's children and children. As the Lord would say in Isaiah 54 verse 13, all your children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be their peace. I believe, dear friends, I really do, that a lot of, a lot of the graces and blessings I have in my life is because of my mom and dad. I really do. My brothers and sisters, I have four sisters and three brothers. One is in heaven. But they all live to serve the Lord. And, and, and a lot of the grandkids and great-grandkids and great-great-grandkids, they all are serving the Lord. And I believe that is the Lord carrying on His will into the generations. And I really believe there is a phenomenal reward of the Lord for those who seek him and say, Father, Father, Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thine kingdom come. Thine will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let the Holy Spirit just gently consistently and constantly bring you into that amazing place where you say, I cannot live for anything but the will of my Father. My life would be meaningless and worthless on this earth, doing my will. I live to the will of my loving Heavenly Father who loved me and gave himself for me. I want to do his will. I want to know how good, acceptable, and perfect His will is in my own life. And I want to see Him carry that on into my children's 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 children. Father, I live for Your will and purpose here on earth. And I'll tell you the truth. 
when you keep choosing it daily, even when you make mistakes, even when you made a mess of it, even when you've terribly failed at it and terribly made the wrong choices, you just keep coming back and humbling your heart and laying down your life. He will give you the power to take up your cross, deny yourself and follow him. And he will so enable you to do his will on earth as it is in heaven that your life will become an example like my mother and my father's an example to me. Your life will become an example to your children's children. Perhaps you're in a moment right now that your children don't want to know about the Lord. And maybe they know some of your failures and they mock you a little bit that you come to church, that you read your Bible and pray. And they kind of go, yeah, Dad, I know. I know what you like. And they mock you a little bit. But you humble your heart. You humble your heart. And you say, no, Lord, I don't want to live in a way that's a bad example. I want to be an example of your perfect will. Lord, I choose your will. And you keep humbling your heart. And as he works his will in your life and the ability to do it, he himself will come to your children in time and will cause them to remember that very thing that was so pleasing in his sight. That was his will being seen in you. And he will work it in your children. And he will use you as an example of his will on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Have a good day.